Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Midweek Mashup. I am your host, Rhonda Holman, with my super special, awesome, and amazing co-host, Julie Varney. We're using this special series to get over the hump of the week, Wednesday. Here's the deal. A lot of us dental assistants have the same issues or problems at some point in time in our career. And Julie and I are going to tackle them, we're going to dissect them, and we're going to pull out those pearls. Welcome back, Julie, to Hump Day. What's going on? It's a hump day, all right. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited about the show today. I know that you and I have gotten our two favorite subjects that we want to cover as far as some of the humps that other assistants are dealing with right now. And uh, I thought we'd just jump right in. Are you ready? I'm ready. You go first this week. I went first last week. You go first this week. I love it. It's completely fair. I'm I'm down for that. (laughs) Okay, so this week's post was from Dental Assistance Worldwide Group. And uh, the poster stated, has anyone ever been in a position where you go to work and find out your boss sold the practice? If so, how did it go for you? And what do you do? Do you stay or do you leave? Wow. For one, I can't believe this even happened. Like you just show up and you know, your boss is like, Oh, by the way, it's under new ownership. (laughs) Well, and from experience, that's what happened to me many moons ago in 2000. So the doctor I had worked for for many years, the week before we went out to lunch with the new dentist and we were told that he has sold the practice. So it was a time to meet them and go over like, are you going to keep us and benefits? So she should probably, that new dentist should probably sit down with the team and, and, and say what that it's, it's a little shocking because you're uncertain. It's the uncertainty and the unknown, right? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it reminds me of, you know, say your parents are divorced, right? And then you go out to dinner with this stranger and the next day your mom gets married to the new guy. Like, yeah. whoa, there was no, like, buffer there. I mean, I always assume that a dental home, like your forever dental office, is, is like a family, and it should be treated that way. So, I, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that you change, uh, you know, ownership without including your team is just, in my mind, it's craziness. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it, and it's craziness, and I don't think it's a way to bring the new person on in a good light. Because there's, like I said, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of, well, what's going to happen with this? And are we going to get this and how things are going to change? So you really haven't prepared your, your team for the new, the new doctor. Right. I mean, there's no grace period of like, okay, let's absorb the information. There's going to be some change, you know, every, every, you know, it's kind of like government. (laughs) So every time somebody gets elected into a new position, yeah, for some reason, they always feel like they have to change stuff just to change it because they're changers. <laughs> right. And the thing is, is a lot of doctors do this wrong. When they want to retire, 
they transition wrong, or I just had it happen here to one of my um, students, um, a DSO came in and bought a regular practices, like a general practice, you know, a regular normal dentist. And they, they had a DSO buy it. And she's like, what? We came in and everything was changed. And the, the new HR people were showing up on Monday and she didn't end up staying because she wasn't happy. And she felt like her time invested was wasted. Yeah. I, you know, I've actually, I've had this something similar. I was with a doctor and we bought another practice. So I was part of the, uh, the, you know, the accruing team that we came in and we were revamping because it was an outdated practice. And unfortunately, I don't think that the previous dentist did a good job preparing his current staff about the changes that were about to happen. And we lost a majority of them because a, they liked it the way it was, (laughs) right? They weren't prepared to change. So it was, you know, it was an emotional factor. They couldn't think with their head. They only could think with their heart. Like they felt, you know, betrayed and wronged and, and, you know, it's just, it's really common to see that unfortunately. So I guess my advice for this young lady is I would stay, I would see it out, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. your doctor Give it six months. Yeah. Has a good picker about, you know, cause here's the deal. Dentists go through this. These patients are their lifeline, you know, for years and years and years, they've established these relationships. They treat their whole mm-hmm. families. Like they tend to, I mean, unless something tragic happens in their personal life, they usually have a pretty good sense of their replacements, you know, <laughs> Like what, you know, right. because they, that's their practice. That's their baby. So hopefully that's the situation six months down the road. If there is any changes, it's only to improve the flow or, you mm-hmm. know, the systems that are there. That and the patients are going to want a familiar face. Yes. Yes. So I've if you've been so, with yeah. the practice long, they are going to want a familiar face and what they're going to want you to talk up that new doctor and they're going to be looking to you to say, well, how is she or he, um, what should I expect? So really, you know, if, if it's, if you're uncomfortable with by the way it happened, you're not happy of how you were just kind of blindsided. Right. Right. I would go to that new doctor and say, look, Hey, we're all for you being here, but how are we going to all come together as a team to keep the patients so the transition is smooth and, and keep them happy because like I said, they'll, they'll look to you for answers before they ask the new person. And if the transition, you might get a lot of patients that leave. If they're, if you sound unsure, well, I don't really know much. I just met him yesterday. That's not the, (laughs) that's not what they're going to want to hear. Right. Right. You're going to want to hear something like, oh my gosh, he went to this amazing school and he, you know, my doctor and him have the same theories and philosophies and your care is, is not, is going to be seamless and flawless. You're never even going to know the difference between one doctor to the next. Yeah. You know, that's what he really needs to embrace. They or he or she needs to embrace the team and just, you know, us as assistants need to stick it out at least for six months, give it six months. One cycle of patients come through and, and see how it goes. Yeah, I agree. That's great advice. Okay, Julie, your turn. <laughs> My turn. Let's see. So this week comes from Dental Assistance Worldwide Group 2. So I've been looking to leave my state and have a few places in mind. I want to go, but I'm still looking around. Out of curiosity, what would you guys say the average dental assistant wages in your state? 
less than one year experience. The potential pay is a deal maker or breaker. So these are, this is, I always feel like this is the number one hot topic in any dental assistant forum. And even amongst hygienists or front office team members, what do you make? What do you make? What do you make? What do you make? What do you make down the road? What do you make here? What do you make? For me, these are my factors that I look at. One, it's never, ever right now going to be consistent. I have friends that are making less than other friends. I have a doctor that will pay more down the street from the guy down the road. So it's, it's what can you bring to the table? I guess you have to showcase your skills, your personality. Um, it, but it's not, it's not consistent throughout the field. What do you think? Yeah. You know, over my, you know, two decades of being a dental assistant, I've made really good money and I've made really crappy money. But Mm -hmm. it's it's all, like you said, it's about location and the philosophies of the dentist and the amount of staff that they have and the overhead, like there's all these other factors that come into it. But if you roll into that interview, you tell them your value, you tell them what you're worth. Right. And then you can give them the option. I'm happy to start out at whatever recommended pay that that dentist is willing to pay and say, Mm -hmm. you know, I would like, I'm requesting and writing a six month valuation. If I show you that I exceed this pay grade or, you know, whatever you guys determine is your base pay, um, I would, I would like to accelerate eventually and you can give them a time frame of to what your goal pay is. Cause right. I mean, we, that's what they do. They have contracts with right. banks on loans. I mean, it just, it makes sense. I, I, we get emotionally attached to these numbers and, and it may, you know, it, it's hard, but if you, you write it down and you think about it outside of just pay, like any other deal in the world, <laughs> when it comes to bartering and monies, like just use these systems that are already in place for your own good. Yes. And I also say they should research their state specific, you know, what can they and can they not do? You know, Danby is a great right. resource for that. Mm-hmm. They have all the states listed, what you can. And if you don't have, like if I went to North Carolina, I know there's a lot of regulations. So I might have to go above and beyond my New York state and my, in my DMV certificate to get a New York state or a a North Carolina, you know, registered license to practice in that state. I know in Ohio, they can place composites and amalgams and they do all this stuff. And I'm like, Whoa, wait a second. You know, I don't have that. So I I would want to gain that skill. So you really should pick us, you know, if you're going to move the state, you should pick it because you want to move there, but then think outside the box of, you know, if if I don't have all the stuff that needed to be the top, the top, top, top in my field, then how do I get there? Is there a pathway to get there? And I also think they should look at benefits, not just the hourly, but if you're in a practice that's going to offer you to pay for uniforms, pay for your CE, yep. pay for your license, pay to get license certified if it's app, you know, applicable in your state, and pay for your medical 401k, because the average medical cost per person is $689 in a practice. So just for the individual, that's how much, at least in New York state, that's how much it costs. So right. that's $689 a month. If you get that paid in full that you're not working for, you don't have to worry about it. It's already paid for. That's a benefit. That's a huge benefit. 
Yeah. You know, there's a lot of assistance. And I think I talked with John Hatfield about this once before on a podcast, Mm -hmm. but we, the whole idea of like, you have to look at the big picture guys. It's not just about your hourly wage. It's, it's all these benefits. They have value. Mm-hmm. They have value. And for a 1K plans, like it all adds up. Yep. Especially if they're matching, you know, right now yeah. in, in a practice that I'm in, they match. So if I put in $36, I get $36. That's $36 I didn't have to work for. Yep. So yeah. they have to really look at that. And then also, you know, like I'll go back to it, but your, your skill set. And in, in if we've had it happen, I mean, I just applied a couple of weeks ago to sub in an office and they wanted to pay me 15 bucks an hour. And I was like, seriously, <laughs> so you didn't know what to say <laughs> and yourself too, being experienced and, you know, you go to another practice and you're like, yeah, we're just paying $12 an hour. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. Um, <laughs> it's uh, below my pay but it's, it's not, it's not <laughs> you as a dental assistant. It really stems down to the office and the dentist and what they value for employees. It really is not yes. you as the assistant, whether you're, you're day one on the job or day 40 on the 40 years on the job. It's what they value in the employee and realizing that, you know, we bring a lot of value and we bring a, bring a lot to the team that you place value in us. And we, you know, we will place value in your practice. Yep. It's just yeah, interesting. I mean, everybody wants, everybody wants to be um, appreciated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, money is part of that. <laughs> if the dentist or, you know, say it's a group or, you know, a, a chain of dentists, uh, if they just need somebody to fill a hole, you may not see the numbers that you're expecting. Right. If you go to a private practice that values patient care and puts their priorities and, you know, the standard of their employees, you're probably going to see better numbers that yeah. And that, and the cost of living in your area. I mean, yes. where I live, it's, it's not that much to it's the cost of living, but if I was to go down to New York city, it's going to be more to live in New York city or yourself. I mean, if you move to California, the cost of living to live in those places are, is probably three times the cost that I'm used to. So of course I would expect to make more so that I could live on what I make. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and you know, at the end of the day, if you break down your cost of living uh, expenses, you can kind of figure out what you're actually getting paid per mm-hmm. hour. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if we, wow, have, well, that was really just yeah, come together I mean, that's, about, you know, stick together. I think that's really helpful. Absolutely. Yep. So are you there? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm here. I heard a dead space. I just heard a dead space. That's a dead zone. So, but other than, you know, like I said, these are great questions and they are so great. And I love that we have dental assistants in the world that, you know, aren't afraid to voice their concerns absolutely. or their opinions or their questions. Because at the end of the day, what really matters is that sometimes that second set of ears can make or break your opinions about certain things or your emotional attachment to things or your ability to just comprehend situations. Like it is so easy when you don't have anybody around you 
to, you know, just replay an incident that happened at work and break it down to where, okay, did I overreact? Like, did they mean what they said? Did they mean it that way? Like, yeah. There's a really great, there's a really great place for uh, assistance to, I know that dental assistance worldwide group and chairside champions, we're here uh, to just, you know, help you guys out. So if you have any questions, if you want to have anything brought up at any of these midweek humps conversations, right. <laughs> we're happy to hear. Yeah. It. And if you don't want to put it out there in public forum, you know, feel free to send them to Rhonda or I, and we can put them out there for you, you know? So if you want to do it incognito, as you know, people say, it's, it's okay. You don't have to put, you know, air all your dirty laundry, but you can do it in a way that you could get great feedback from many across the country um, or world, shall I say, um, you know, <laughs> that you can take it and, you know, and, and take it all in and not have to be picked apart. Cause I do see some of that on the forums that it, it has to be positive. Yeah. We're here to help you. We're not here to bash you. So, or bash others, that's a no, no. So it just has to be, if you don't feel comfortable putting out there, reach out to us, you know, put it, put it in the inbox and, and we'll put it out there for you. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much, Julie. Well, happy hump day. day Cannot wait. Can't wait till next week. Until next hump day. Hump day. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Midweek Mashup. We are getting over the hump of the week Wednesday every week. Julie and I are super accessible. If you guys need to contact us, Facebook Messenger is the way to go. We will continue to fight the good fight. And any conditions that we see that pop up on the social platforms that we think we can help with, we totally are on board. If you guys ever need anything, you just reach out to us. But until next week, keep on suctioning.